love our country, and it's truly an honor to be with all of you at the great American race. Gentlemen, start your engines. Welcome in to episode number three of Bullets, Boards, and Burnouts. Before we get into any of today's topics, I'd like to give a huge thank you to everyone that has supported the podcast from the Facebook page, and then of course the tons of listeners that are just blowing our minds each week. Um, I'm going to bring in Jack, I'm going to bring in AJ. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Good morning, Kurt. Real good. It's it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, well. Well, my nights and days are mixed up. Well, mine are about to be starting okay. soon. We got a bunch of stuff to get into. The uh, Carolina Midget Showdown. The Indy Fueler off to a hot start. On we have fire. Uh, We have maybe some more. We, we've mentioned in the past we have some other bees we'll bring up here and there. Um, <laughs> nice. Booties. Wow. And, um, of course, we have uh, the new segments. The new segments we debuted last week. And at the very end, thanks to your participation, we have our lovely Fuck, Mary Kill episode, which Kelsey is working on over here, getting us the names ready. I forgot about the other B. What? My badass mullet. No. <laughs> right, no. Uh, he's on timeout for a second. Me and you here, Jack. Yeah. Damn it. Um, <laughs> Mullets aren't cool. Before we... Says the person without one. Okay, yeah. I'm going to turn one because uh, it's going to sound terrible. But you want to get into it? The Carolina Midget Showdown happened. Uh, it was the first dirt race. For Chase Elliott, yeah. Okay. I, I thought mean, it was we, the first one, from what I understand, the first ever midget race at that track at Millbridge. I, that's I a good thought, possibility. I thought they had it I, last year. I just year. pulled it on my notes. I thought that's what no, it was. This is the first time they've had this midget race. Because oh, Kyle Larson okay. was talking about how he sees great potential in that being a big thing gotcha. in the coming years. Gotcha. It was Chase Elliott's first dirt race, correct? Yes. And his first race in a midget, too. So it's pretty cool to see him adapt as well as he did um, with the help of Kyle Larson, obviously. Um, so that's pretty cool. And how many features did they run out there? Was there was two. two. There was gotcha. a 30 lapper and a 40 lapper. Gotcha. And Chase Briscoe won mm-hmm. feature number one. Uh, Larson won feature number two. I was going to pull audio from it, but I'm always worried about pulling any audio from the races yeah we, it, we could probably get taken down don't want to get copyrighted right but i play copyrighted music <laughs> yeah. like i'm admitting that right here on a podcast and we're putting it out there for apple and spotify but i actually did look this up last night in my four how long was i here nine hours at the radio station That's so it. you can play copyrighted music on podcasts but when we switch to youtube we can't play any copyrighted music yeah so that's something to look forward to but anyways 
So first one was Chase. It, the first feature was Chase Briscoe, then Kyle Larson, then Chase Elliott. Correct. Yep. That guy picked it up really quick, Chase Elliott. Yeah, he ran what? What was it, AJ? 150 100, laps of practice? Last I saw it was 149. 149 laps of practice Friday night. Wow. And Everybody some, else some ran those, like 30 or 40. but Some of those were Kyle Larson, and we'll get into that later because I've got Oh, it. yes. Okay, yes. I'm interested to hear about this because I didn't think it too much into it. Until. Yeah. So, uh, it was but pretty much... Still, he made, made lots of gains. So, for two yeah, hours huge. of practice, he was just putting down... I think he stayed out on the track about the whole time. Wow. Which is, I mean, it's I pretty I mean, I guess that's the best way to learn, impressive. right? Yeah. <laughs> just logged laps. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, it's it was it was pretty cool. Uh, it was an invite only race, right? Um, first year doing it, there was no fans, correct? There was no fans on the premises. It's a smaller track, though. Is that yeah? It's like uh, that six wide. mile. Okay, I, say, I thought it was a six mile track. Yeah, it's a- I think that they typically run like uh, dirt carts and those outlaw carts on it. And um, yeah, most of the NASCAR kids run the outlaw carts there. Kyle yeah. Larson runs an outlaw cart there. Yeah, those things are pretty badass, by the way. Uh, it's like a go-kart and a midget and sprint car all combined in one. It's pretty sweet. And uh, looking here at the notes, I this spaced my mind, but I forgot that obviously Kyle Larson going to the Cup Series, him and Chase Elliott are team, teaming up at Hendrick. Yeah. So I guess they're really getting along now well. Yeah, and I think that's why Chase has opened his mind to doing all this different stuff like with open wheel because, you know, Larson's been out of the seat of a Cup car all season. Right. And Chase it, you know, went out on top this year. So it's like, hey, if you help me with my open wheel career, you know, and my little side deal, you, I'll help you get back in tune with, mm-hmm. you know, one, moving over to a different team, and two, getting back in tune with a cup car. Right, and it's it's a pretty good cup team. I mean, yeah, the I mean, there's only one uh, one Hendrick guy not there, William Byron. Yeah, that's Alex true. Bowman had C.J. Leary in a car for him. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was headlined as NASCAR stars versus the Dirt stars. Right. Uh, you had Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, and Chase Briscoe versus, you know, your Dirt regulars like Cannon McIntosh and C.J. Leary. Um, and it's pretty cool. Well, I think you could say the uh, NASCAR guys won. Yeah. Winning both features and then the very first one taking the top three spots on the podium. Yeah, and in the second feature, it was Larson, Cannon McIntosh, Briscoe, Chase Elliott and C.J. Leary in the top five. So the Dirt guys, they kind of, uh, you know, got back together and right. kind of redeemed a Still little bit. Still couldn't get the win, but what, what do you – Kyle Larson is a NASCAR guy, or is he a Dirt guy? This year he was a Dirt guy. I mean – I think he's still a Dirt guy. He just races Cup Series. Yeah. Right. He gets his rocks off. Got to pay the bills. Gets his rocks off running, you know, open-wheel dirt. He enjoys, he enjoys going NASCAR racing, but I don't – I think Dirt's where his heart's at. I you know I think I said this on a early on one of our, fir- our first episode I think I said it is I've never actually watched dirt race in person. Oh, it's a lot of fun, but yeah. your eyes are going to be sore. Yeah, from all the damn all dust. The dust. And I have contacts too. I'm screwed. I have to get some like they goggles. Sell, yeah, they sell goggles. They? <laughs> That's pretty sweet. But uh, so we got that, and then upcoming. Uh, what are the dates for the Chili Bowl? That's what's coming up next. It's like it's the biggest race for January 11th through the 16th. Right, it is the Snowball Derby for dirt racers in a sense. Yeah, I mean, the way to. I mean, most of us are like we primarily talk about asphalt and super right. late model racing and stuff like that. So to put it in you know everybody's perspective, I think that about everybody that's in the racing knows what the Chili Bowl is, yeah. and it's not a giant damn bowl of chili but that would be pretty cool by the way i'd go oh. yeah imagine if they did that 
here's your ticket, and here's your bowl of chili. And here's your spoon. That'd be awesome. They need to put us in charge. I'm just saying. We could do some stuff for their marketing team. That would be cool. And my mom <laughs> makes pretty damn good chili. See? So... Um, One thing that is cool about the Chili Bowl, remember last year the iRacing helped fix the track? They did? Yeah, they uh, they try to make it the same setup every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, and there with was the a, scan. <clears throat> there was a little bump, like right in the middle of three and four, and everybody was complaining about it, but they couldn't get it fixed. And uh, his name Steve Myers? Yeah. He came in, and they did their scan and showed him exactly where the issue was, and they fixed it. That's so That's cool. awesome. Like, that's just a weird way technology It's helps. crazy how accurate iRacing can be because, like, at Lucas Oil, um, there's a little bit of a dip right in the middle of the corner. Uh, or there's one getting into one. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the main one. Getting into one, there's a bump. And um, on iRacing, that same bump is in that exact same spot. <laughs> as soon as you let off the gas, it's right there. And, you know, you just, boom, you know. The, the, some of those iRacing events are pretty cool yeah, to watch. They're I pretty mean, awesome. People are making money off of that. My damn internet ain't good ain't enough good for that. <laughs> ain't good enough for iRacing. But, I mean, that's, that's how William Byron got his cup ride. By iRacing. iRacing. That's insane. Yeah. Never raced anything in his life, and they put him in a super So is it model. really iRacing, before we get into the Chili Bowl here, is is really iRacing going to teach you what you need to know, in yeah. a sense? Yeah. If you've got the right setup, you can learn a lot on that. On Sim, sim racing is is actually pretty big it's not like playing a video game or like nascar 2020 or whatever the hell it is mm-hmm. on uh xbox or anything but there's guys that's got 20 and thirty thousand dollar i racing rigs <laughs> i mean like seriously it's crazy like they move they got virtual reality goggles and everything right hell keller's got one right um i mean it, it's pretty cool stuff i mean it, it makes sense because competitive gaming is really blown up the past few years and uh I think iRacing is a big part of it. You got competitive gaming and all that for Call of Duty and all that. Esports is really right. really taken over recently, so that's pretty cool. But uh, when you talk about the Chili Bowl, like AJ said earlier, how many entries are there right now? Over a hundred. So over hundred. And how many were there in the years past? Uh, it was like three hundred and sixty, like three hundred sixty-three last year, and then three hundred and forty something the year before. How many make the race? Does anybody 20, know that? 20, Twenty-six. 20, I think. Yeah, somewhere like twenty-six. Yeah. I mean, they have what's called a soup main, uh, or soup main, right, which, I mean, it goes from, I think last year it went all the way from, like, K all the way to A. So, like, if you're in the K right. main, I know or, that word. Yep. you know, the K main, you've got to finish in the top two, advance up, start at the back of the J main, and, uh, I don't know, I can't say my alphabet backwards, yeah, just, was that right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start with uh, A, B, and C. So C... <laughs> yeah, if you, make it, if you make it all the way up like that, and you get to the C main... That's impressive. How rare is that, though? Oh, for it, some... It's rare. Uh, a couple of years ago, oh, I think uh, John Stambro got... He was pretty deep down in the soup mains, and ended up getting all the way up to the B main, and finished third in the B main, didn't advance to the A main. Like, I couldn't imagine how devastating that would be. I think somebody made it last year from, like, J. Yeah. That's, you got to be driving your yeah. ass off to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of a break in between, but you don't you don't Not get much. time to, right. to do a lot of stuff. Like, So, as we said, there's over 100 entries into the Chili Bowl. Uh, we have a few names here to get to. Uh, any that can ring a bell, or you just want to read them off here, Jack? Uh, I mean, all of them, I, I, I wrote down all the big ones, like, uh, you got Sammy Swindell, Brad Sweet, Carson Quapple, Brady Bacon, Tanner Thorson, Logan Seavey, CJ Leary out of Greenfield, Casey Kane, 
Chase Jones. And uh, a couple that I didn't see on there was Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, Chase Elliott, which he announced he's going to be there, and Christopher Bell. So you know those guys are going to be there, but you got to ask, why have they not entered yet? Right. And I think Kelsey said it earlier, and AJ said it. would love to go watch that, but I'm probably not going to be able to. But I'm down to go have these and watch it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That'd be fun to watch. They air it on uh, Mav TV. Do they? Yeah. Oh, that might be something to do. Oh, I'm watching it. <laughs> well, I'll bring snacks. Snacks and the bush right. light. <laughs> you get the snacks bush. Snacks and bush light. I'll bring the snacks. Just I'm get down. a big, get a bunch of beat ups. Just lay it out. They're yeah. also a sponsor of the podcast. Yes. Can chicken we do wing, that? Chicken wing. I'm down. It's actually chicken ring, but all right. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Yeah, and get some chicken rings from like White Castle. Just have like a whole layout of just chicken, different yes. chicken from different kinds of chickens. Yeah, like we can get nuggets, God's nuggets from Chick Fil A, and uh, we we could drive down to like Bojangles. Why some. are we making trips like this just to get some chicken? <laughs> All the way to Bojangles. Where's the closest Bojangles at? I think Tennessee. Is it worth it? No. I've never had Bojangles. <laughs> it's not worth you. it, then I'm not doing I mean, it. It's good, but I'm not going to drive six hours for it. So uh, that's we could, the... We could Grubhub it. Think about... That's not That's not possible. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. Hey, Joe, look that up. There's a Bojangles. You cannot Grubhub Bojangles yes, you from can. another In state. Kentucky. Hey, it says right here the one in Shepherdsville, Kentucky has delivery. We could do to that. To Wanamaker, Indiana. Watermaker. Well, right now we're not in Wanamaker. Yeah. To Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis. Ain't, ain't a chance. It's in the only world. one hour and fifty nine minutes. We oh, could make that happen. What is the delivery fee for that? Call him. <laughs> no. <laughs> we can call him. We can call him right now. We We'll get back to that later. Yeah, we'll do that later. But uh, so we've talked a lot, obviously, about super late model racing and pro late model racing, and they got some events coming up here. We have the Red Eye Fifty Fifty, which is on January second. Uh, is that the usual cast of characters that are going to be showing out for that? Or is yeah, it I mean, you're going to get your typical, you know, big names down there. They don't have an entry uh, list released yet, um, but you know, Bubba Power is going to be there. You know, Stephen Assey is going to be there. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of good names, big names down there. So it'll be a pretty good race. It's a 50 lap pro late model race and a 50 lap super late model race. And then you have the CRA Speed Fest from January 22nd to the 23rd in Cordell, Georgia. <laughs> you ever been to that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that fun? It's fun. I it's like fun. it. It's I like it. <laughs> okay, a little, guys. A little bit of repeater <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> but that's uh, January 22nd through the 23rd. Okay. Uh, so last year the 200 laps super late model winner was Corey Heim. Yep. And then the pro late model winner was Steven Nassi. That name comes up a lot. He actually, <laughs> him and Bubba Pollard was duking it out, and uh, they, one of those two were going to win the race. And again, like we kind of hit on last week in the pro race, and no, those in, two in were the not super. Win the race. Oh, and uh, those two aren't going to finish second to each other, and they beat and banged and duked it out and uh, next thing you know Corey Heim was your winner that's something I want to get into in future episodes it's been something that's going on on Facebook talking about rivalries in yeah. each division I feel like we need to talk about some of the biggest rivalries yeah there, from there's certain, because there's Nassie and Pollard's got to be up there right in super late moderation yeah. so that'd be pretty cool to get into 
and then we have more snowball derby talk to talk about. I think this will be the last time we talk about it for a while. Yeah. Well, hopefully. (laughs) Unless they just keep releasing stuff that's new. Right. I mean, there's stuff stuff worthy of talking about. What what we're about to read off here was released after we recorded the last episode, so we couldn't get into it, obviously. Literally the day after. Of course it was. (laughs) So we had uh, Rookie of the Race was announced, and that was Daniel Dye finishing 14th. Yeah, he had a he had a pretty good pretty good showing really. Um he went down there uh in two thousand nineteen. Uh didn't make the race from what I remember. Um, but reset it all and um had a really good strong season this year, had some, some good top five finishes and finished second at the governor's t- uh cup against Bubba Pollard and um that's a lot of momentum going into a big race like this and uh, to qualify in like he did and finish mm-hmm. P fourteen, that's a pretty good day. There was a uh, another award given to the car with the most damage. Well, that's not really. It's actually the How Goodson Award, mm-hmm. and it's basically award about persevering and okay. finishing the race despite your bad luck and you know everything going on. So that award was given to Grant Enfinger after um, they made the race. Uh, they were kind of struggling for a little bit of long run speed Saturday afternoon, um, logging a lot of laps and everything. Uh, towards the end of practice, um, had motor issues, ended up blowing an engine, and they actually had to borrow Boba Pollard's backup engine um, from a Hamner. It's a Hamner engine. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, they got it all done that night, and ended up starting p17 in the snowball derby and finishing p8 it doesn't sound like a lot but with all the all the issues that they had along the way uh it it was pretty cool to see them you know come back and get a top 10 finish and this is something that i want um, i'm happy we have comments on this now was Derek thorne's snowball derby (sighs) he ran a hell of a race yeah he actually broke chase elliott's uh record of number of laps uh, led in a race yeah in the snowball derby, uh, Chase, the previous record by Chase was 233 laps led in 2013, and Derek Thorne led 252 laps out of the 302 competed. Now, I'm assuming Chase won that race? Uh, I, yes. In 13? Yes. Yeah, I think he did. Chase yes, he did. won that one. So yeah. that's, that's just devastating. Because I think he won in 13 and 15. Yeah, 13 and 15. You could see when we were in the tech line the emotion on his face oh it was pure disgust right i mean what would you do if you were in his shoes i'd be pissed i mean i would have almost like just pulled off you know what i mean really i mean you wouldn't have took second place i don't know it it, it, it would have to be pretty damn hard to do yeah the way it happened yeah i mean it was it was a good battle it was fun mm-hmm. to watch right for a fan but it was very entertaining. If I was on Derek Thorne's team, I would have literally threw up. He looked like he was about to. I, I would have. And you don't blame the guy. I, I 100% would have. I think that's why AJ already said that's his pick for next year <laughs> already. The dude's yep. had some hard luck the past couple of years. And not by tearing anything up, just, I mean, he is fast as hell, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, just something goes wrong all, all at once. And, you know, he finishes the race, but... It's like, damn, man, he needs a break. So now for one year, he's going to have to sit there and just think about go those over last 50 those laps. last 50 laps in his head about 
what should I have done a little better? Yeah, and the thing of it is, what could he have done different? I mean, I, I can't think of anything, and that's the worst part as a driver in a position like that when you give up the lead on, you know, late in a run, especially after dominating like that. You don't know what you could have done different because if you would have done something different, maybe you wouldn't have had a dominant, you know, dominant showing and something else would have happened. And, you know, you couldn't leave saying, you know, those boys know, knew that we were here. And, you know, whenever I have a bad day, mm. it's always good to be like, well, guys, you know, we had a bad day, but they knew we were here. They knew Jack Dawsey was on the premises. But, I mean, sometimes if you just fly under the radar for most of the race and try and save your stuff for the end of the race something stupid's going to happen like us at winchester right um for the 400 this year and you can't even say that like you can't even feel good and then people are leaving like wow you know he didn't run very well but at the end of the day you're just sitting there saving your stuff not trying to mm-hmm. abuse the race car so i mean it's a double-edged sword and i feel really bad for Derek thorne well hey he made some great moves throughout the race he and then, of course, obviously, Ty Majeski with the move to win it. So, congratulations to him. So, let's get into... Well, I got something else to oh. think about. Oh. So, if you guys were a super late model driver right now, you could be anybody in the super late model spectra of racing. You're taking their place? Who? Yeah. Who would you be? If you could be anyone, who would you be? So, you're taking their place and all their accomplishments yep, and all that? everything. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Who would you be? Bubba Pollard. Why? I think he's the best super late model driver. Because Kurt is. thinks he's good looking. I think he's cute. He's a handsome guy too, but he is handsome. Him, I don't know. Who are you taking? I don't know. That's tough. I, I'd it be is you. Tough. I'd be you, buddy. I'd be Jack Dossie the third. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> I wouldn't. I said you could be anyone. Anyone? Oh man, it's hard to choose between. We've we've literally discussed it. I'm stuck between him and Stephen Nassie, the two best there is. And yeah. See, I'm. Man, you really got me thinking over here. Who would you be, Jack? Well, it's easy to say Steven or Bubba. Okay. Yeah, go. Yeah. But there's someone else that you got to look at, too, is Casey Roderick. You know, Casey was working for a, or not working for, but racing for a team, and he wasn't happy with where he was. He said the only way to win races was to get a new race car and the team he was running for they didn't want to do that took matters into his own hands got a sponsor bought a truck and a trailer all the pit equipment and him and two or three of his buddies they go Mm -hmm. racing with the best in the country i mean don't get me wrong and they compete casey's pretty damn good but super late model racing is very very tough it's hard to understand the technology of the race cars and for him to do that with his friends and a limited amount of money i mean he's got some pretty good sponsors like phoenix and stuff like that don't get me wrong but he he makes a lot out of little and he's a man of his word and he said that he was going to do something and he did and so he won all american 400 you're this going year. casey roger i would be casey roger time and jesky because he just won or just in general no he's, he's been he's good been pretty accomplished over the last five That's or true. six years sitting, i can get behind that sitting here as you're talking i was thinking i was like yeah those are the easy picks like wh- why not oh, i'm thinking my head i was like why wouldn't i pick chase elliott or, or kyle bush because they d- did really well in the super late model series yeah 
and they got rides that's in a NASCAR. Cop out to just pick a NASCAR right. driver. Well, that's what I was saying, but we're not judging. Off but of I didn't say that it had to be right now, right? You know, in this year, you could go Jeff back. Mark Martin. Yeah, you <laughs> you could go back and be Mark Martin or Bob you know, whoever. You said it wrong. Bab. Bab Sinecker. But, I mean, it, it's just pretty cool to sit there and look at stuff like that. You right. know, we could go on all day about that. You know, other things to talk about would be how COVID, and I hate COVID. I'm over COVID. We all are. Uh, Better mask up. Right. How COVID has affected the racing industry. There's been some pretty, I mean, sad news to talk about. Wholesale changes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many events that have been canceled this year due to COVID-19 and the whole pandemic uh, flu virus. Um, Like uh, the Allen Indoor Racing events, they race the badass TQ midgets inside on uh, concrete with the the motor sit like next to the driver on the left side. It's pretty cool. Um, That was canceled in Pennsylvania, uh, which is always a pretty cool show to watch. Really exciting. Um, And then Denny Hamlin's home track just closed to to COVID. Is that Um, the place where he started his 10,000 race venture? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's uh, Southside Speedway in Chesterfield, Virginia. Mm -hmm. So that's that's always sad to see another short track close. Um, You know, times are really hard for short tracks across America, especially in places like Michigan, like uh, Berlin Raceway up there in like... uh, grand rapids area um they only got to race about five times this year and normally they they're a nascar sanctioned track and they Mm -hmm. have about 100 features a year so that's uh it's just sad to see stuff like that happen and um even downtown indianapolis suffered a big loss uh due to covid oh yeah because of the pri show getting canceled you know it's a big trade show for uh the racing industry um and they just had a a smaller scaled version down in north carolina this weekend and unfortunately it was kind of a last minute thing i didn't hear about it until it was already going on so um definitely missed out on a lot of good opportunities and a lot of fun this year because the pri show is always a good time yeah, I lo- you know, you can meet a lot of I cool ran people. Head, I ran head first into John Force last year. Yeah, he... Oh, my God, it's John Walked Force. right into him. <laughs> yeah, didn't even realize it. He's like, oh, hey, guy. You know, we oh, talk, my God. Talk about how it's affected smaller-scale venues and stuff like that. But even here in Indianapolis, big scale. I mean, the Indy 500, we had issues. Yeah. Um, Say they postponed it two months and right. no fans at all. It's just... So if you think it's affecting the Indy 500, imagine what it's doing to these short tracks locally. So, and I, I was going to get into local stuff. We needed to get the COVID thing out the way because let's hope for a better near year next you know, year. The, the yeah. no fans at the Indy 500 are still crazy to me because, like, it's a huge track. Yeah, how can you not, yeah, how I can mean, you not space people out? And right. we had uh, tons of fans at the Indianapolis Speedrome, and we had fans at Anderson Speedway, mm-hmm. Winchester Speedway. I mean, I mean, it, the, the list goes on of all the tracks across Such Indiana. of a smaller venue. I yeah. I'm calling it venue, but track, whatever. So smaller and more well, that's closer. That's what it is. It's yeah. an outdoor venue. So and the speed room, the speed room, <laughs> these Indianapolis Speedway, it's just, it's huge. It's massive. Yeah. There's a damn golf course in the middle of it. So you could have put people in the middle of the damn course if they wanted to watch it. And the, the one race. thing that I hated, they canceled the uh, Brian Clausen race. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Very sad. So. Hopefully we have a great 2021 for short track racing. We get back things. I mean, I know there's a vaccine rolling out. 
if you're interested in taking it, it's there. Um, so eventually we'll finally get over all this and be back to what we love. I'm going to get it. about a vaccine. Uh, I'm going to get it because I mine that want is the in, superpowers that it could give you. The <laughs> friend of mine that's in the healthcare field, apparently you got like a very limited amount of time between pulling it out of the fridge and injecting oh, yeah. it before it's just bad. Yep. It's like 90 seconds. So what the hell happens if it's bad? That's like what I've heard, just, anyway. I just maybe like, it just don't work. You know, shoot some junk into your arm, and it's like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> There's enough of that around here, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean heroin by junk, but... Well, I didn't mean heroin, but, but there's enough yeah. of that. So, that, that hopefully that leads to... <laughs> Jump right to heroin. <laughs> a decline in COVID, we get rid of it, and everything so, can try and get back to normal for racing season next year. And hopefully, hopefully we can walk around Speedrome this year and not have to wear a damn mask. Oh, man. That's the worst thing ever, getting out of a race car and putting on a freaking mask. Yeah, you got to do your post-race interview. With a mask on, and, and you're talking on. like... You know, fuck that. (laughs) Let's talk local racing Uh for a minute here. Um, Speedrome, (laughs) the Indianapolis Speedrome is our our home track here. Um, They just announced recently that they're going to Florida, Auburndale Speedway for a figure eight race. It's a $10,000 to win, 100 lap figure eight feature. Some of our best guys here are going to go down there. Um, They were sharing posts on Facebook from the past of winners. Might have to drag our sled down there for that. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Never know. Hey, anything's possible. Who's going to get in it? I'll look at I'll set it up. I'll set it up and get the body Set it up ready. on what? I think you should drive it. Let's just make that know. a thing. I don't know. We Why can not? we can we can figure that out. I'd rather start at Speedrome. If I was That's if fair. I were to do it, I would start at Speedrome. That's fair. I wouldn't go uh, to a track that I'd have no laps at yeah. besides a uh, you know, in a legend car. When is the Auburndale race? This is Saturday, February 13th. Oh, February 13th. Damn, the day hey. before Valentine's Day. Valentine's. It's as a Saturday. What Valentine's if you just... Day. Valentine's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you go down there, February 12th, you just test. Yeah, it's not the same. What happens all. in a super late model when you've never been to a place before? Yeah, but the difference is... Yeah, but the <laughs> difference is, just go down there. Balls to the wall, son. Well, I'll tell you, if you want to go down there and enjoy it, tickets are $20 for ages 13 and up, $10 for 12 and under. You can get your piss pit passes. <laughs> <laughs> piss passes. Your piss, piss passes. You Wait, you got to pay to piss down there? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Direct in Florida. Son of a bitch. <laughs> your pit passes uh, for Friday, $20, Saturday for 40 Wait, 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 wait. You imagine, you, 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 you know, walk down to the bathroom. And there's a guy standing there, like a security guard. Can't come in, ten dollars, uh, sir. Where's your piss pass? What, what are you talking about, man? I, I'm from Indy. We don't do that. No, piss pass. You get out of here. Go to the pit office and get your piss pass, boy. <laughs> if you uh, don't can't make it down to Auburndale Speedway, you can watch it on pay per view at Speedrome TV. Uh, we'll be plugging Speedrome TV. I know a guy who. Uh, does some stuff for that. I know a cameraman. He's yeah. Like he's half-assed, a, I think, sometimes. He's not the best, honestly. He's missed a lot of action on the track. Um, he does all right at his job, but honestly, he's just mid-tier. So, uh, big shout-out to him. Uh, hope he's doing well. What's his name? Kurt? Kurt? I thought it was Ron. Kurt? Kurt? Russ Wheeler. Kurt Gerald. the name. Anyway, the Kirk World Kids. Figure 8 Tour will be at Auburndale. Uh, so they're going to be using the Speedrome regular season tires. And something I wanted to get to is tire chemicals, 100% DQ. That is also a rule that is coming to Speedrome this year. That's a big year. change. It's a big change. A big change that I am very happy for. I'm actually looking forward to Dad running some 
some more figure eight races. It'll be kind of nice now that you can go out there and breathe and, and and actually work on the damn car instead of having to spin. Can't go in, you go inside the trailer and you got to get mm-hmm. out of there before yeah. you pass out. I mean, we spent the race shop smells. It Man, still smells still like smells that. Like yeah, you, you got to open the doors and blow fans, and it still it's, don't it's help. It's bad. Well, and not to mention, the shit can't be good for him. No, no, it's not. I mean, stuff. Some of the half the stuff that we're putting on the tires has a skull and crossbones on it, and it's like, <laughs> hey, what's that mean? <laughs> not uh, supposed to come in contact with that your skin. That uh, means it's really great for the tires. I got a little bit of a, <laughs> you know, a little bit of some of the chemical on my hand, and it started burning. And I'm like, you know, I'm not over this. <laughs> so. Uh, kudos to to Kevin and the boys at Speed. Yeah, that's why his ring finger on this hand is clear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just he's white. Wouldn't that be something? But no, I think it's a big change. We're gonna finally see who's the driver, who's the best driver out there. You're gonna really see and how good your crew is. Well, it's gonna go back to, to how it was in the. Unfortunately, it's gonna go back to how it was um, in the era of me growing up watching dad racing out right. there. Yeah, um, it's you're not gonna stop it. No matter what you do, you're not going to stop the Somebody's tire soak out it. there. It's going to happen, but it's going to be on a smaller scale, and it's not going to be stuff that's going to harm people's health. And I honestly hope that it is policed correctly and it is done right. I've got faith in them. I, I do, do, too. I do I like really that do. It's kind of like self-policing. Yeah. If you got to worry about it, you're checking it. You're checking the other cars yourself. And the rule is it's the top three will get teched for it, mm-hmm. uh, and then a random car will be drawn from that. Feature. And then if one of you guys have an issue... You take it to the yeah. Take it to the barn. Everybody's yep. in the tech barn, and or so, yeah. yeah. If, if you got to, if you want to protest someone's tires, I want his tires tested. Do you know how long it takes to, to get, get the sample back mm-hmm. or the results? Yeah, uh, it's about three to five days. Okay, because uh, it's got to go all the way down south. Gotcha. So you know, it'd be really interesting if it's policed correctly, which I do believe it will be. I think that I've got faith in them. It's been put out there and it's been very strict so Kevin, by Kevin, Kevin seems like he's yes, pretty adamant he about very making adamant that about happen it, so. yeah I mean that's a liability for him too right. like if if someone gets sick god forbid um and they're Which like I'm surprised nobody has right well or they maybe, have and haven't said anything right well, well you know the doctor is obviously going to have questions by whatever chemicals are in your system well, sir why do you have these chemicals why were you introduced to these and well, I was prepping my tires to go race. Well, that could be a very big fallback on Kevin, and you know, glad that he chose to mm-hmm. get rid of that um, and try and police it as much as he can. It's going to be tough. It's it's going to be a whole lot more difficult to deal with. But now we can actually work on our cars yep. instead of spending fourteen, you know, ten to fourteen hours a week Say it's prepping such a tires. Big tire game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm definitely excited for this year to see how it goes. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more fun. Uh, opening night for the Indianapolis Speedrooms, April 3rd. That is going to be the late model Wayne Arnold Memorial, 75 lap figure eight. The factory front wheel drives adult fast cards, and hopefully we'll see you in your legend that night. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Got a pretty big chance of seeing me there. Can't wait for it. You need a spotter for that race? <laughs> yeah. What you... Uh, Spot I mean, him in. I'm not spotting for practice. No, no, <laughs> I'll no, spot no, in the race, but no, no practices. And then I we don't have to talk about I wouldn't that. be a speedrome guy or a figure eight guy if i didn't say that uh, september 11th next year will be the world figure eight championship three hour endurance race so get your tickets i always hate that Go it buy falls em. on 9 11 sometimes yeah i think but this is just me it thinking does kind of brighten things up got a badass race and you know scott keen and all those guys you know always do a really cool mm-hmm. military shout out right before the race so. i think get the car paint scheme set up for america 
America. Yeah. He, Fuck yeah. He's not gonna go for that. No. <laughs> it's it's pink or it stinks. I know. But so yeah, that's something to look forward Sometimes to. Sometimes it's both. <laughs> and then another thing. This isn't promoted by the speed room, but I will say it. The Painesville Speedway in Ohio. I want to make sure I get that right. In Painesville, Ohio. Uh, is running on Saturday, June 5th. It is the inaugural Buckeye Figure 8 Nationals. Some of our speedrome guys are talking about going down there and doing that. Something very interesting about how they do things, they wet the track. Yeah. Uh, there there was actually a, a couple years, well, it's more than a couple years ago, about 10 years ago um, when we ran speedrome full-time in Figure 8. Uh, watching Dad, it had just rained like no freaking tomorrow, and they were adamant about getting the race in and uh dad started at the back and everybody's just roasting the damn tires because it was cold track wasn't drying out and there was another storm cell coming so we had to either go or forget it and it was just a regular 75 lapper and everybody's just wide open you know just spinning the tires all over the place pushing up the track and dad i mean just class act drove through the field like it was nothing and in the interview they're like well how do you do that how do you how do you overcome the rain that was killing everybody he's like well you gotta go drive slower to go fast and i mean mind blown here's you know 11 year old jack like well some bitch (laughs) (laughs) turn left and go right huh yeah and i just that's my motto now go slow to go fast and i just haven't got fast (laughs) (laughs) we'll get there are you a carpenter because you just hit the nail on the head. See, that's where you guys were like, man, you're fast sometimes. I'm like a carpenter that builds stairs. I'm always thinking one step ahead. <laughs> okay, his mic's off. But coming up, uh, <laughs> you know, when racing season does get into it, we'll definitely getting into more local racing. Uh, I did want to mention Anderson Speedway's schedule is out for next year. You can go check that out on their website. You'll uh, see me there in a yes. legend car and a super late model. Yes, sir. The Red Bud has been announced the annual red bud 400 is the biggest super late model race there and it is uh for monday july 12th oh i was 55th annual red bud 400 which is pretty cool Uh, a lot of history 55 years 55 uh old double nickel (laughs) (laughs) uh there's a lot of history there i'm that's always one circled real big on my calendar always so that'll be a very interesting 2021 race season hopefully covid does not put a damper into things yeah who knows we might not get to do anything besides just play warzone all day i don't even get to do that anyway right now i don't either off topic again let's stay on topic uh but uh if you do want to play warzone with us let us know so we have speedrome we have anderson we got uh winchester will be i didn't see if they announced when winchester's got a a new race yes in the spring coming up and they've got usac coming up uh coming and doing some different things too uh so it's going to be a lot of fun there covid depending uh is you know going to be a really big race season for indiana i think that with the vaccine getting rolled out i think once they get that rolled out this isn't trying to get political or anything i don't care but once that gets rolling out maybe you know we'll start seeing a decline in cases obviously due to the vaccine people will calm down less we'll be not as cautious well we want them to calm down more not less yeah well (laughs) We everything will everything will start 
declining in cases. Let's hope that's we'll, what happens. Right. And then we'll we'll finally get back to some sense of normalcy in the world and we can finally do what we love and go watch our local short track race and we will keep you 100% up to date here on this podcast we record every Sunday so 100% 100% man we record. will not miss a percent Tree we'll, we'll try we'll, nobody's perfect so I'll say 99.9 but we will nobody's do our nervous. best we will, do, we will try our best <laughs> and uh, we record on Sundays so we'll have all the updates for you come that day yeah because so, what? racing is Saturday and we're recording on Sunday Way Sunday. to put two and two together, bud. Oh, man, what if they have a rain out? We just record at, at the, track. the track. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a hell of, Yeah, that's what <coughs> we're going to do. Kevin? <laughs> Bullets, boards, and burnouts live from the Indianapolis Speedrome. See, you guys were bitching me out a week ago about uh, these live shows that I'm trying to do. Nobody and now you're bitching you out. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll let you have your moment here. So why don't you go ahead, and it is time for you to give us your move of the week. Let's go. All right, Jack Dawsey the third, take it away. What is your move of the week? So mine, a lot of people might not know about, but kind of behind the scenes talk here. Uh, Friday Surprise. night, Chase Elliott logged about 150 laps of practice at Millbridge. And some of those laps, you know, he was running decent times, like 10 ones, 10 twos, whatever. Um, and Larson was fast with a 9.9 second lap, 9.93 to be exact. But uh, all of a sudden, Chase goes out and runs a 9.936. <laughs> and everybody's like, damn, son, he's <laughs> he's quick. Catching on quick. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's P2 all of a sudden, you know. Well... Little did everybody know that was Kyle Larson and Chase's car <laughs> just trying to relate to Chase. You know, this is Chase said, This is what I'm feeling. Go out there in it, see if you feel it. And that's what happened. And everybody was like, Twitter was blowing up. Look at Chase Elliott. Look what he did. Wow. <laughs> and to me, that, that that's my move of the week right there. I so, agree. That's pretty awesome. It's it's pretty cool. So it's not always going to be something that you know happened during the race or a last right. lap pass or or something cool like that. But it, it's going to be different stuff like this. This that's that's the kind of stuff that kind of makes me giggle inside. Just a little bit. So that'll be something to look forward to. Now you see them. They have that chemistry now, and it's going to yeah. look even cooler when they get to the Cup Series. Yeah. So that was our racing talk this week. Oh and yeah. Stay tuned. Stay with us. We're going to be getting into some more hockey talk. The fuel are off to a hot start. We got a little NHL news here, some Wayne Gretzky news. I bet you didn't see that coming, but we'll get into that in the just a one. second. We have uh, the NHL has put out new reverse retro jerseys. We're going to give about our top five of those and much, much more. Of course, AJ's Gun of the Week brought to you by Kyle Dunnigan. And get much, Dunnigan. And then we have, oh, I almost forgot. It just crossed my mind. Cow. The segment we needed participation with. Oh. And that is Fuck, Mary Kill on Bullets, Boards, and Burnouts. Stay tuned. Welcome 
Sports Boards and Burnouts. It's time to talk some hockey. Hockey talk. We have NHL news. We have fuel news. We have my goal of the week. And honestly, I think we should start things off hot and just start with the fuel and get to the goal of the week because my goal of the week goes right hand in hand with the fuel. Bingo. Fuel started out the season 2-0. You were in attendance. You and Kelsey were in attendance on opening night. Friday night. A thriller of a game, some would say. I mean, it... It was kind of weird. So the ECHL didn't start out with a preseason like they normally do. So the boys didn't really get a chance and a live game experience to get their chemistry together. And, you know, they just got thrown right into it. Um, so there was a little bit of slop in, in the play. And, I mean, honestly, it turned around to be a pretty good game. So um, pretty happy for them. 2-0 to start out the season. Um, I got four points. So, Well, I just want to go ahead and get it out of the way now. My goal of the week since it just happened, Friday night, the fuel, it is, they're down. It's 3-2, to two, like nine seconds nine remaining. Seconds left. And then this happens. No uh, PA announcer there, but that was Derek Barach. With nine seconds left, they're down three to two. He puts it in the back of the net, ties it, sends it to overtime. The Fuel end up winning in a penalty shootout. Yep. Uh, well, it was just a overtime shootout. They okay. uh, they've got seven minutes of three on three. I don't know why I said penalty. Just well, I mean there is a penalty shootout. Okay. Kind of thing. It's not really a shootout, but it's a. Uh, um, drawing a blank but anyway um so jared thomas and david brawl both got points um on that goal um for the setup and they got the assist for it um it was a it was a hell of a play it was a rebound shot magnificent um he had a wide open net it was as beautiful. you as you heard in the audio you could hear the crowd how electric was it in there i mean the fans were kind of down a little bit because we had some really good chances mm-hmm. and just a little bit of fumbles on on our end of things um again the guys not can get you know not used to each other and you right. know their their chem- chemistry and everything um played a big factor in that uh so kind of kind of got the fans down and out but we pulled our goalie with about uh 80 seconds left in the game and Dan Backlund made his way to the to the bench and put on an extra attacker and boom you know got some really good offense going there and the the crowd started coming into Mm -hmm. it again and there were some really good shots uh their goalie made some awesome saves and next thing you know there's nine seconds left and the odds of us scoring at that point you know everybody's standing up but they're like "Uh, i don't know i don't know boom put it in the back of the net and i mean his celebration at the end was awesome and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll share that on the facebook page later but it was it was pretty sweet uh i mean it probably hurt because he slammed himself right into the end boards and <laughs> everybody else piled on top of him uh i mean you would have thought that they just won the stanley cup probably didn't feel it there adrenaline's no, pumping I, you didn't feel it next morning he's like damn my yes. face hurts but uh definitely really cool to watch um again happy for the boys I think that we got a really good chance at going for the Kelly Cup this year. Yep, and then they ended up winning uh, Peter Krager with the game-winning goal in the shootout. Yep. And then, so that was a 4-3 win for the Fuel. Yep. And then last night, 
they also won. Was it a 4-3 again? No. Uh, it was a 3-2 to two win. Three to two win. Um, they ended up giving up a late goal, uh, but they instantly, you know, they started out in the first period scoring two goals back-to-back. Um, pretty good. Pretty good little offense going. Uh, David Brawl and Derek Baratch both scored goals um, in both games. Baratch seems to be a hell of a player. Yeah. Um, we've really really turned our offense into something to be reckoned with you know so now we're uh i think we're on to something here um we got a good core defense this year we got a player that is six foot seven inches tall <laughs> he's from indianapolis indiana uh he's quickly becoming one of my favorites so what uh, position does he play he's a defenseman i so. think when you're that big you probably should be yeah a defenseman. he's uh he's pretty cool so <clears throat> that's chris martinet so well if you want to catch keep an eye out if you want to catch the fuel they're back in action at the farmer's coliseum on december 26th it's nickelodeon night you can get some tickets there available right now on ticketmaster.com so transitioning from fuel to the big leagues it's the nhl not much news going on but there were reverse retro uniforms Put out and uh, what we're going to do is we got them in front of us. We'll go through probably top three, top five. Uh, we'll share the link on our Facebook page if you want to check these out as well. Uh, I've looked through them. Jack, AJ, you guys have as well. Do you have a do you have a favorite? I got out a here? T- yeah, I, I definitely got a yeah. favorite. I got a top five. All right, well, I've got a top you want to go in order well. from five to one? Yeah, five to one. All right, go ahead, take it. Are we gonna go around and like all? We'll do our yeah, first five. We'll do yeah. five. We'll do five, and then four, three, two, one. Yeah. So yeah, kick us off. You start us off, AJ. My number five is the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, my number five is also the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> I feel like you guys are gonna be very similar in these. Uh, I probably. Didn't, I didn't look them over all the way, but I think I just found my number five because I like the way it looks. The uh, Florida Panthers. I like theirs. Really? I, I can't yeah. remember what theirs looks like. I like it right here. Little Panther coming out at you. Mm. And there is information on all these. Uh, it's a throwback to the Panthers' appearance in the Stanley Cup Final. A pointed sleeve stripes and palm tree graphics. And then the one you guys talk about, the Blackhawks, <coughs> that is from 1940. It is a variation of the white design worn from 1937 to 1955 when the Blackhawks took the ice in their famous barber pole striped jerseys. Yeah, that's got their original logo on right oh, on the maybe chest, I'm too. biased, but well, it looks good. It's pretty I'm strange. surprised you didn't say number one. So you're not biased today. Very unbiased. Cool. Who would be your fourth place jersey on this list? Let you take that one first. Winnipeg Jets. Oh my god. The Winnipeg Jets. Where's theirs at? They're at the bottom of the list. There they are. That's actually really cool. Yeah, it's the nineteen nineteen seventy nine. Yes, the 1979, they wore similar jerseys in their first season in the NHL. The reverse retro takes the look worn by Dale Harchuk probably said that wrong and gives it a twist combining the heritage plane crest and a winnipeg lettering with the updated jets colors. that was my number four too so oh my god <laughs> Jesus. let me be different here uh you know what my number four actually is the vegas golden knights i like the, the two swords going through the middle of it's it pretty cool it's uh rather than drawn from the team's short history in the nhl the golden knights paid homage to pro hockey franchises that preceded them and paved the way for their existence among the inspirations are the Mm, I'm yeah, good wrong. luck saying that one. Manon Rehum, the first women to play in the NHL who wore similar striping as a member of the Las Vegas Thunder, the International Hockey League. All right, number three, what do you got? My number three is the Edmonton Oilers. Finally, we got one different. Okay, so hold on. We got Edmonton Oilers. Where's my alphabet? Where's the E's? <laughs> I don't know. It just looks I like reading looks off so what good. they are. Here we go. 
Oh, those look good. So these jerseys are now to their inaugural NHL season, which was also Wayne Gretzky's first NHL season, which before we continue with the jerseys, the we got to talk about one. the Wayne Gretzky thing. I said there is a card, correct? It says uh, rookie year yep. trading card. Sold for $1.29 million at an auction. That is the It's the highest priced NHL card oh, in history. Well, I could be. imagine. And something else kind of cool, talking about the great one here. Um, on this date, December 13th, 1983, he scored his 300th NHL goal in an 8-3 to loss. Wow. So, Another I mean, thing, he had a cool. good night, but the rest of the team didn't. You know where he came from? His first team? Who's that? The Indianapolis Racers. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Did not know they that. They traded him away to the Oilers. Well, the Racers weren't an NHL team. Yeah. They traded him away to the Oilers organization. Yeah. Wow. I bet they regretted Ain't that. Ain't that some crap? So the Edmonton Orioles uh, kicked themselves in the ass for that one. Reverse Retro is the first Oilers jersey to feature a orange yoke on a white base. And it looks good. It so does look pretty your good. Your number three is? Calgary Flames. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So this is from 1998. Their jersey is featuring the horse head. It does look It good. was the Flames' initial third jersey, and the first time a Calgary jersey did not showcase the Flaming Sea as the primary logo, a celebration of Calgary's Western culture. It was the team's home jersey from 2000 to 2003. That does look pretty it cool. It does look it's got, good. It's got fire like coming out of its eyes or whatever. It's pretty sweet. I do like it. I like it, even though every time that I try and say Calgary that, Flames. Okay, so every time I you know, say that, you know, I end up screwing it up. Uh, my number three. Oh, man. It's tough. I like the Minnesota Wild one. I really like the Minnesota Wild one, too. I'll put that as my number three. It's the current, it's the Wild's current logo, but it gets a look with the Minnesota Northern Stars green and gold and the drop shadow numbers. It looks really cool. It's got the trees there and the logo with the moon in the background. So that's my number three. Kind of looks like a spaceship, like an alien yeah. spacecraft. That's wild. All right, do we have number two? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that was a nice little drop right there. Uh, do we have number two? <laughs> yeah, I got some shoot. <laughs> what you got? Well, we switch back and forth. You go. You're two number first. Las Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, they didn't even make my list. Are you serious? They made mine. They were my four. It's pretty damn cool. I mean, just like Kurt said, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's like a little. It looks like a compass, kind of. Yep. Like uh, the star type compass with the swords, you know, crossing in mm-hmm. between it. It's pretty sweet. And I, li- I like the red on it. I-, I love red hockey jerseys. My number two is the Washington Capitals. That is my number two as well. Seriously. 1997, yeah, the blue, black, and bronze throwbacks sweet. are reminiscent of Peter Bondra, Ali Kalzik, and Kale Johansson. I probably butchered all those. They get an update with a patriotic red, white, and blue of the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It does look really cool. I, just, I like the eagle across the front of it, and it says capitals at the bottom. I just, that's, I like it. All righty. It is time for your number one retro jersey, AJ. The Anaheim Ducks. I think that seriously. is my, that's my favorite one out of all these. I think we're all, I'm on agreement on that. I'm not on agreement with so that. So the Anaheim Ducks is the unofficially dubbed Wild Wing jersey. It was originally worn in the Ducks' third season and was their initial third jersey. The fan favorite is the only jersey to feature a team's mascot. That is pretty cool. you got to give them that. But I just like it's a whoa, duck hold on. hockey stick could, coming could out of the ice. Could you imagine, like, Tommy Hawk on a Blackhawks jersey? Sweet. That would be pretty cool. 
but my number one is Washington Capitals. I'm not a fan of the Capitals, mm-hmm. but I just I love the jersey. I mean, yep. it's sweet as hell with the eagle, like screaming across the damn thing. Like I can hear it screech, like you know, like I don't know. That wasn't really close to it, but <laughs> it, I mean, it's pretty cool. I like the font, the numbers, and I mean, it's stars and stripes are pretty cool. Well, if you want to go check out all the jerseys from every from all 31 teams, you can go check that out on nhl.com/news, uh, and then we'll post it on our uh, Facebook page as well, so you can get a look at that. Yeah, I do. I, uh, it's a toss-up, honestly, between the Anaheim one and the Capitals one. They're both really badass. I just really liked the duck. I mean, the duck with, you know, <laughs> that, the mask on. That's what it on. got, got that, it for me. I mean, that's pretty sweet. So, we uh, said there wasn't much NHL news, but there is some of your Blackhawks news to get into. Kirby Doc, the guy, the young gun, yeah. the next guy for the Chicago Blackhawks is in Canada. With the World Juniors Championship, he made the final 14 roster of forwards in the preliminary games against Germany start December 26th. That's pretty damn cool. Um, he played in the juniors last year as well. Um it's a big deal to make you know that list of forwards and i mean he he has every bit of skill that he needs to do it and he's he's going to come out of there um with a lot of a lot of points stacked up and he's going to come in to the blackhawks season and i mean he's going to be ready to go all right well something i wanted to get into since we are approaching the uh start maybe covid start we don't know yet of the nhl season i wanted to go ahead and kind of dive a little bit into each team not to an extent maybe two teams from each conference each week till we get to the start of the season and uh just talk about them a little bit what we think of them if they'll improve if they won't coming into this season so we're going to start things off with the Detroit Red Wings. Mm. Anything about the, to say about the Detroit Red Wings? They had a rough year last year. They finished seventeen and forty-nine. Yeah, it's a tough record right there. I think that was their record of the worst season that they've ever had. Oh, that's. I would assume so. Um, but one thing about it is they did beat the Blackhawks. Um, so that's something to be proud of, I guess. Well, Matt and Cody loves the Red Wings, so yeah. I won't talk too bad about them. Well, I'll just, just kidding. Screw the Red I mean, Wings. They're they're absolutely horrible, but I think that they've they're turning some things around. I don't know if they'll be much. They'll have better. a better season this year, they'll, but they'll I don't be, know if they'll be much better. They'll be better well, yeah. this season. I agree, but the moves that they're making are for long term effects, similar to the Blackhawks, but they don't have players like you know Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze on their team. You know, and you know you're Duncan Keith as lead defenseman. I would say so. They don't have that core like the Blackhawks do to build around. I mean, they do, but they don't at the same time because of you know there's been a lot of trades and a lot of different things going on for them. But they've got a really young team and they've got a lot of good prospects coming. So yeah, I was the, thinking in the next my few years head about this. We're actually going to do probably two teams from each division because there's quite a few teams to get to and we don't have an episode. I don't know if we'll have enough episodes to get them all in before the season starts. In a sense, yeah. yeah. But uh, up next would be the Ottawa Senators. Really? They finished, this is in the uh, Atlantic Division, and I know we're going to probably get into this in future episodes. The divisions might look a little different this upcoming season, but the Ottawa Senators finished 25-34 and 34 in their division. Really, I'm just asking when I read these teams off if you think they're going to be better or if they're going to be worse. I haven't heard much about them in the offseason. So or the same. I think they'll stay about the same. Yeah. 
you know it's just one of those things that, i mean they're not they haven't really made any big moves you know i'm scrolling through the their news on the nhl app and i'm not, not seeing much. anything anything outstanding like oh that's a that's a big move um i mean they're the only thing that they're looking at is bringing matt murray and which is i mean he's a hell of a goalie but i don't know i don't know if that'll happen Mm -hmm. i haven't heard anything of it happening yet um but we'll see what happens so uh, up next in the metropolitan division would have been the new jersey devils finishing 28 and 29 They've been bringing in some some new people. I think um, they will be better. They're going to be better. I mean, they've got pretty good goalie coming towards them. That's why I was going to. Because I know who that is. Yeah, Corey Crawford. And but, they have uh, P.K. Subban, one of the better defensemen. I yep. P.K. Subban. Uh, Jack Hughes. So, really, yeah. Really good forward. From an outside NHL guy, from what I know, very small bit of information that I know, but I think that maybe they'll be better. Yeah. And actually looking at their news, uh, Jack Hughes and a couple of others aren't playing in the um, 2021 World Junior Championship. Not sure why, but that could be either to save their energy for the NHL season, but at the same time, that could be bad because they're getting, you know, Mm -hmm. they're just sitting there stale. And then the last team in the Eastern Conference in the Metropolitan Division would be the uh, Rangers. The New York Rangers. They haven't had a good season in a while. They did make the playoffs. Uh, they were thirty-seven and twenty-eight. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, they've got some some good things to look at, mm-hmm. but again, I haven't heard anything big for for them. So, well, let's switch pace here and go to the Western Conference. This is weird to me. Why is these teams in the Western Conference? I'm just looking at the list of teams in the Western Conference, and I'm like. Like the St. Louis Blues are not on the West. Yeah, if that makes sense. Chicago is in the Central Division. Yeah, but the Western Conference. <laughs> I don't know. They've, so, they've switched it around because of COVID. Right, which we're going to see that's that. Weird. Uh, the worst record in the Western Conference was in the Pacific Division. That was the San Jose Sharks. Which is weird because they've got a lot of good players on their team, but. I thought for sure weren't they good just like a year or two ago? Yeah, 2019 they had a hell of a season. Um, I think that they were in a playoff. I thought position. they were in the conference finals actually. Yeah, with so, the Blues, right? San Jose Sharks. Yes. Last year finished second, or I'm sorry, the year before, or whatever season we're talking about. Would that be 19? So the San Jose Sharks finished 46 and 27, and they clinched playoff. And they, yeah, you were correct. They did really well, and then just they just fell off. So. And obviously, what we're reading off is they didn't play the full season, obviously. Yeah. Due to COVID. So, this is just what it is. Um, other than the San Jose Sharks, I'll just rattle off the next team. The uh, Los Angeles Kings finished 29 and 35. Basically, a similar record to the San Jose Sharks. Assuming both of those teams might be better. I think that I think that they'll be better or they'll be worse. I think that um, I think that they lost a really big player over the over the winter break um or not the winter break uh the off season which is freaking weird um can't remember his name uh aj you remember it no all right no see i mean some of these some of these teams i don't know a lot about um only thing i know about the la kings is a 
Snoop Dogg loves them. Yeah, that and the Black Cops. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beat them on the Here way it is. to uh, Joe Thornton gotcha. is no longer with San Jose Sharks. So that's going to be a big blow to them. He was he was a really good forward. Up next will be the Minnesota Wild in the Central Division, 35 and 27. I don't know. I don't know much about hockey, obviously, but... I don't know a lot about some of these I, other teams, right. and there's not a lot of talk about what's going to be so happening. I do see on their page they're unsure about their uh, next captain. Gotcha. The Wild. Yeah. So that's kind of a big deal. You need to... Yeah. And, can't name a leader, who you know. And then who's starting going to look to for... Starting out, you know, in training camp when everything gets going... Uh, starting out with a new leader, if he hasn't been a, a, a captain previously for another team or, or anything, et cetera, that could be something to look into. Uh, you know, not a good core leadership. Um, so that could be a bad, that could be a big negative. And then last but not least, uh, your guys' Chicago Blackhawks finished last in the Central Division with a 32-30 and 30 record. They did make the playoffs. Um, but I think from what I understand, I know you guys are – you might be a little biased, but from what I've seen and read, it seems like they have a lot of potential to get going. Yeah, I think I they're on the come up. I don't know if it's – I think it's going to be kind of similar to the Red Wings. I don't know if it'll make a huge difference this next season, starting in 2021. But I think in the years coming, it's going to be big. Um, you got new rookies coming in. Um, and I mean, there's rookies starting out with the fuel mm-hmm. that have been in – the ECHL for now one season and they're starting their second season that are going to move up to AHL and I know they're going to move up through the ranks to the Chicago Blackhawks at the end of the day so that's going to take a couple years to get those guys up through there and then by then you'll have your Kirby Dock at the peak of his career mm-hmm. and um, you know Boquist is going to be at the, the peak of his career, career and everything so um well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm interested to watch hockey um, to learn. Yeah, it's your guys' sport. I, w- I wish that there was a little bit more talk about. Um, Which it's in anything. Like I said, that's why I was talking about adding more bees. Uh, basketball just started up. I'm a huge basketball guy. I know Jack doesn't care. AJ AJ watches basketball, so I it's good to know that somebody else does. If I'm going on a limb here to sit here and enjoy hockey and try and learn it, you know, for the sake of the oh, podcast, Jack's gonna have to learn some other stuff too. Maybe you should, you know, branch out. He's gonna have to venture out. Pay attention to a little basketball. We're not gonna talk about basketball every week, but. I love my Indiana Pacers. I love basketball. Basketball is one of the loves of my life. See, so. I mean, basketball is all right. I I go. I try and go to one Pacer game a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always happen, but it's something that me and my dad try and do. But it's just it's one of those things that it, they don't. It doesn't draw me in like mm-hmm. hockey or racing does. Mm-hmm. So no, I'll, I'll I'll be sitting there in the first first quarter. I'll be pretty into it, and then I mean it's just. It's one of those things that's just so repetitive, I and it just I, it, it loses me. There's not a, m- a lot of uh, adrenaline in it, and, and really pisses me off when they just flop. I mean, they can't touch each other without <laughs> freaking getting a foul. But, uh, something about basketball is always drawing me. I don't know. I pay for NBA League Pass. I do all that. I pay attention to everything. That's so, just my thing. I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb, and I'll uh, I'll do some basketball talk with you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it. We're not gonna do it all the time because. No. We could because there's basketball every day, but no, it's doing can't. too much. But I'm interested to see how sports go. I'm interested to see how this next segment goes, though. We have probably the best intro in the history of podcasts. 
I'm just going. That's, that's fair to say. I don't think it's biased. It's pretty cool, but it's pretty cool. So I'm going to send it over to our good pal Kyle Dunnigan. He can take it away. And it's time before to get th- we do that, Uh-oh. to Uh-oh. our listeners, uh, if you guys have anything that you would like us to cover, it can be any any kind of hockey talk that you want. Just uh, leave us some suggestions, or um, you know, shoot us a message on our Facebook, or shoot shoot us a text. Um, because anything you guys want to hear, we could bring up some past stuff, some lower mm-hmm. league stuff, some college level stuff, um, anything to to bring in some more interest to the show. And that pertains to everything. Yes. Not just yes. the hockey part. But Whatever. I feel like the one place that we could use a little bit of help right now is the hockey talk because right. there's not a lot of anything going on. Which, and that's just how it's going to be. We're kind of at a stalemate right now still, but once yeah, season gets up a lot more. We could use some suggestions for the bullets part too. Yeah, we yeah. could because there's only definitely. so many things. So many things you can. I think we got a good lineup. Good lineup today, though. So, well, let's get into it. It's time for our gun talk and AJ's gun of the week. We're gonna come on down here, man. Come on, check us out. It's AJ's gun of the week, man. <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. All right, AJ, take it away. It is time for your gun of the week. This week we have the Ruger LCP2, requested by none other than Eric Roll. Okay. Nacho. Nacho gun. This Well, I think this actually is his. Oh, yeah, it is. You're right. But it's a 380 auto, so that's cool, I guess. It's supposed to be like a competition for the Hellcat, but... Yeah, but it's... Each their own. If you look at the price of 380 shells... This is shells, a lot cheaper. Yeah, but if you look at the price of 380 shells versus 9mm right now, a box of 50 uh, 380 shells is about 75 bucks right now. You can get a box of 50 and 9 for about 45 so that's something to keep in mind as well. Say it's a... I wish I had my paper from last week. I could compare them, but... It's 5.1 inches long, and... uh. 10.6 ounces, so it's a little smaller, I yeah. do believe, which is easier to do with a 380 than it is right. 9mm. And it, it's only a 6 plus 1 capacity, too, so... Well, the I mean, the Hellcat was an 11 plus 1, and then a 13 plus 1 on the extended mag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, this one was just uh, 6 plus 1, so... Gotcha. What was the... Does it say the length on there? Yes, sir, it was 6 inches. Okay, so this... this, this <laughs> About average. This a little... It's a little bit littler. Okay, this is like me. <laughs> I can relate to this. Yeah, anything you want to cross? I got, I got your notes from last week right here. All right, sweet. Cross reference here. No, it's just uh, the barrel and the slide are both alloy steel, and I'm pretty sure the Hellcat was the same thing, but they has a, it's coated in something different. I can't remember what it was. Melatonin. Melan- melanite. Melanite. That's what it was. Melatonin. 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 <laughs> are you kidding me? Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to that's sleep. About, it's, uh, it's, point, it's three quarters of an inch thick. Okay. That's a little thicker than the Hellcat. I believe so. I Wait, did you say three point one inches? <laughs> That's a thick ass three gun. Three quarters of an inch. <laughs> <laughs> three point one inches. You need two hands. Yeah, I mean point nine inches. Okay, so it's a little, it's, it it's is a little littler. bit thinner. It is a little. It's a it's lot a little, lighter actually. It's, it's a little bit lighter. I'm interested to see what the safeties are on this one if you have it. I think it's just the same thing, really. The tr- trigger trigger level. Yeah, lever. Lever. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really. Uh, the price points are the main key. If people oh yeah, are this one's a three hundred and forty nine dollars instead of the 
569 for standard edition. Yeah, so you got $220 difference. But something else you got to look at, does that have the option for an optic sight? No, you'd have to... uh, You'd have to spend the extra money. Milled and drilled and... Yeah. And then another thing is they probably don't make a OSP-ready holster for that gun. So I would imagine they don't. If you're into the optic sight mm-hmm. portion of things, uh, kind of the new up-and-coming uh, deal, um, something that's getting more popular, you might want to look at the Hellcat a little bit more. But if you're just going for weight and small capacity and, you know... That'd be a good gun. See, this for, is nice. I mean, it, like it's a lot smaller. You just ankle. toss it in your pocket and yeah. go. go on. Yeah. It'd be cool to strap it to your ankle, have a little ankle gun. <laughs> ankle monitor. No. Yeah, like, no. like Bill. <laughs> hey, don't call Bill out. Uh, anyway. I didn't say what Bill. If you have any, <laughs> Bill any and I the science gun, gun suggestions you want us to talk about or look into, send them to our Facebook page, get a hold of AJ, and we will definitely do it for you. Something else that we can get into is the top 10 christmas presents for gun owners i found this this morning we got christmas presents yeah so we can start at 10 and work our way up to one i mean i'm all right with that for all you and we'll try and you know get in on uh the details of what some of these are but um we'll start with number 10 uh so oh yeah all right nice Nice. Nice. little little christmas music in the background (laughs) go ahead and start us off so if you're uh, wanting to buy someone a that is in love with firearms and um, all of that good stuff, like any great American, mm-hmm. um, number 10 on the list was an NAR- NRA membership. Do you have one? I do not, but my dad does. Interesting. Number nine, a reactive splatter, reactive splatter targets. Those are pretty cool. When you shoot them, they, you know, kind of splat. It is obviously kind of, they, they are kind of weird, but I feel like that would be a mess. But it's pretty cool. Maybe that's why it's number nine on the list. Yeah, yeah. Even better, number eight is a tactical pin. Hint, hint. I have <laughs> a tactical pin. Those are badass, by the way. I thought I got scammed. Tactical. Here's a little pin. little story for you. <laughs> you know those ads on Facebook? They're like, you only pay shipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I got my tactical pin. <laughs> Did you pay more than shipping? Uh, no, it was like $29. Why'd you lick the microphone? <laughs> well, <laughs> he I said... Was, <laughs> no, it was $29. I see. I was like, man, why is shipping $29? And I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah. They're making up for the fact they're sending right. you a free tactical pin. Why are you saying it like that? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tactical pin. Pin. If it was just a regular old pin, you know, you know I wrote with, wrote with this pin. No, it's a tactical. <laughs> What's number seven on the list, Jack? <laughs> a bore light. Okay. So basically, AJ's got a little bit more insight on this, but uh-huh. it's just light that you can look down through your bore of your gun to okay. see if there's any imperfections or any buildup. Number six is a gunsmith tool set. So if you want to do any gunsmithing. Yeah, yeah. Man. Take apart your AR. Well, take apart your... Assault rifle. <laughs> <laughs> or any gun. And for put that it matter. back together. We gotta keep the Christmas music playing. So we gotta no, keep the energy. We're in the so top five now. Right to wow. number, number five. Firearms training. Yeah, so if you're train your firearms. This would be a good one for you to get from Marissa. Don't well you you know, you don't want your firearms to shoot at random points in time. Right. Yeah, so you gotta train it's your firearms. Kind of like a puppy class. You, you don't to want train. them to you don't want them to piss on the floor. Right. So you train your firearm, do not shoot people unless I tell you to. Because guns kill people. 
No, they don't. Uh, but th- <laughs> anyway, they if, don't if you train them. Uh, that's right. Uh, but if you are, you know, in today's weird society, I feel like everybody should definitely conceal carry. And yes. if your significant other is not so sure about firearms, get them a, a firearm safety training course. And mm-hmm. I recommend it to everybody. Feel, that way they feel better. And I feel like if you carry now and, you know, even if you do know a lot about guns, uh, maybe it's a good idea anyway. Number four. Oh, that's mine. I just did number five. <laughs> uh, a gun vault. So you got so many fancy oh. guns. You got vault. I hate you. So you got a bunch of guns laying around the house. You don't want, don't want them just sitting out. So don't want a child. Put them in a nice controlled environment. And uh, a lot of those are pretty cool. They've got nice little coded locks, and they beep, and you hear beep. like beep, <laughs> and slide it open, and be kind of inconvenient. I told Marissa last night that uh. When we get our own house, I'm going to get out of the apartment game. I'm going to get a vault door, and it's going to lead right into our Your room. kitchen. Yeah, oh. it's a kitchen. Your it's going to be the front door, actually. <laughs> We're doing away with keys. Oh, you're going to get the little the little chip in, in your hand, and you're just going to swipe it up and beep, and you open the door. I don't know what you're talking about, but... Oh, you can do that now. You can. It's like some kind of smart home thing. You can get a I'm little microchip. I'm not getting a chip in my hand. I wouldn't either, but... It'd be cool to walk up to a door and just hold your hand up and open. Number three on the top ten Christmas presents for gun owners is a range bag. Go out to the range. Got to have a place to put your ammunition. Got to have a bag. Yeah. Right. Cool little backpack. Or a little Specifically over the shoulder. Set. Yeah, okay. All right. It'd be pretty cool. We are down to the final two. What is number two, AJ? A magazine subscription. Yeah, a nice little read. Gun Owners Magazine, Field okay. and Stream Magazine. All right. I feel like you already have Bass a bunch Pro of Bass Pro Shops Magazines. Wow. That was just getting in the mood. Dun, dun, dun. Just ready. <laughs> ready. Actually, you know what's better for this? We're on a number one, right? So, it's only fitting. Why do I got to read this one? Number one. Top 10 Christmas gift is... Good Lord. Coming at you live with number one, electronic shooting earmuffs. Okay. So they electronically shoot. No, I'm just kidding. I think they uh, electronically cover the shooting. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> um, they hear. Those are like auto dampening sunglasses. That's a thing. Never seen a pair of glasses. Just go dark. Auto darkening? Like a welding shield. It's like a welding shield. Did I say shield. dampening? Yes. Well. <laughs> 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 Did you just snort. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> so basically, uh, they, uh, it's like a loud sound. They, you know, turn on and it doesn't impede your hearing. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so you can talk and have a conversation, and then when you get to shooting, you're protected. Well, yeah. that has been our gun talk for the week, and it's time to wrap things up with... Our new segment, we talked about it last week. We needed participation from all of our listeners, and boy, did we get some. Y'all did uh, did participate. And I'm going to read off three names. Kelsey just sent them to me. And the nominees are... <laughs> I think we're going to do... <coughs> We're going to do two sets of these. So, <laughs> this first one. Yeah, one Some hots right. and some nots. Yeah, I don't want to judge people, but... Yes. Beauty is only skin yes. deep. Uh, Hillary Clinton... Sent us by Kyle Dunnigan. Oh, she's a hot. <laughs> Rebel Wilson sent us by Matt Smith. And uh, Dead Anna Nicole Smith sent by Eric Roll. Um, so the rules with the dead one is you can't kill a dead person. 
Well, it's like a double negative. They come back to life. Sure. What? Isn't that how math works? No. 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 So, Hillary Clinton. So, I'm going to marry Rebel Wilson. Why? Uh, okay. Does she so, have, like, one of those... So, hold on. No, no, no. Let him the finish. One... Shh. Let him finish. You're going to marry Rebel Wilson. What are you doing with the dead Anna Nicole Smith that you can't kill? I'm fucking her. You're fucking a dead body. Dude. Got to. You can't be married to a dead person. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. People are married to dead people all the time. Yeah. That's just... Can you imagine a wedding where the person's already dead? Yeah, but you prop her up. But you get that inheritance money. Rebel Wilson's got a lot of money, too. Yeah, she does. She does. She does. She does. And then I'm, I'm killing Hillary Clinton. Why would you do that? I should that? probably not say it like that. Yeah. I'm I am not... I'm doing away with Hillary Clinton in this game. We're going to cancel her. In that, the game. Yep. In the game, yes. Yes. Canceled. It's a game. It's a yeah. game, FBI guys. It's a game. Uh, we're not actually <laughs> going to... We're not threatening Hillary. God forbid anything happened to her. Uh, but... Rebel Wilson is the one that has that really annoying accent, right? She's Australian. British hillbilly. No, I like <laughs> Australian people. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, I'm going to marry Anna Nicole Smith because I'm not going to... Why? Well, you know, I'm with you on that. I'm not going to do a dead body. No, I'm not doing either. I'm going to marry the dead body for the money. Yeah, that comes yes. with it. Um, yes, uh, I'll fuck Rebel Wilson, and I'm going to uh, send Hillary Clinton on her way. She's going to the gulag. <laughs> she is going to the gulag. Um, I pray to God she gets hit with all the stones. Um, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, so AJ is what's uh, that called where you are into like doing corpses or whatever necrophilia. See, I thought that that's what it was, but that sounded like something <laughs> to do with plants, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so yeah, I'm AJ not into is, is getting rid of Hillary Clinton. Um, She's sending her to the gulag, banging a say. dead body of Anna Nicole Smith, and uh, marrying Rebel Wilson. So how would you do that? Would you hold her eyes open? <laughs> Wait, how dead is she? Like, how long is she? Been how dead? dead is she? Are no, 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 you no, no, kidding no. me? <laughs> That's not what I meant. There's I, on, they're <laughs> on the scale of of dead. There's just one dead option. as fuck. No, I meant. Okay, so I used the wrong terminology. <laughs> is she like slowly breathing? Or like, is she, is she like about to take her last no, breath? I don't know. <laughs> so like, she's been dead for a week. Like, she stinks. I would say. I think dead bodies stink. <laughs> she's sad. Has she been on ice? <laughs> I don't know all the answers. You're getting way too deep into this. <laughs> all right. Wait, we're just going to call it as it stands. Uh, <laughs> she just we, died. We don't have to over-examine. Okay, I'm not... Okay, uh, no. no I'm, he's going to get weird. No, 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 I am not. Let's quit. I'm just going to say... Now he's thinking, no, oh, well, no, she's, she's no. still warm? I literally just said I'm not into that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. What's that Kid Rock song you love so much? No, we're not, <laughs> no, not going on to the next one, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you bring Kid Rock into this? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, up next we're gonna have some fun with this one. Are we? <laughs> They're all living, so you don't have to worry about it. Oh, good. Woo! <laughs> so up next, <laughs> I can't. Why can't you? Uh, no, this one's fine. I'm just still laughing at you. Well, uh, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Is it so bad for me to try and get all the information? I wasn't yes. gonna change. Is yeah. it? Just 
It's all right. What's the What's the next three? Well, I was just gonna judge you if you were screwing a you know one week old dead body. Hey, well, <laughs> up, years. Up. how many years? Thirteen. Shit, AJ, she's been dead for thirteen years. There's not even anything left. It's just bones and shit. How- anyway. <laughs> oh my god I wish that we were like, I wish that someone recorded up that ne- up next is uh, uh, our hots our hots uh, first sent to us by AJ's sister McKinley Blake Lively what the hell's oh, that dear god what the hottest woman ever she's married to Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds oh, oh god. yes okay sorry 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 uh, sent to us by AJ's friend Dylan Courtney Force and Get out of here. <laughs> another one from AJ's sister McKinley, Megan Fox. Ah, shit. This is tough for Pull me. Pull up a picture of Courtney. <clears throat> Not tough for oh, me. I oh, have my picks. I always get those girls confused. I have my picks. Okay, well, you get your picks. Go ahead. My picks have been made. Okay, let's hear it. I am offing Megan Fox. I can get behind that. I okay. am. Okay, okay. Doing. Courtney Force. Okay. And I'm marrying Blake Lively. I gotta follow suit with you because I I don't know if I could be with an Y'all are dumb. I don't know look, if I could okay, marry look. I've had a I've I had got a crush it. on Courtney Force for a long time. That's fair, I guess. I, I'm then this is gonna break your heart because I'm killing Courtney Force. It doesn't break and my I'm heart. fucking the hell out of Megan Fox and I'm marrying the shit out of Blake Lively. Wait, why wouldn't you I love Megan Fox. Transformers. I I've always been a fan of Megan Fox. Is that too. when she was fixing the car with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. And now she's with MGK. Good for him. Lucky guy. Yeah. That's why he was wearing that like onesie. pink suit. One. It was like a onesie or whatever. You can get away with yeah, it. Yeah. So I still Megan haven't Fox. like finished mine here. I'm yeah. Like kinda, an astronaut. You said you, I thought you, you said you were in the same space. Nah, I changed my mind. Okay. Yeah. Like an astronaut, you need some space. Yeah, so uh, let's let's see here. I don't really know Blake Lively. Can't wait Lively. for this. I, I don't know her, so could I marry her or not? Oh, my God. No, that's God. not what I'm getting at. I just I'm really just like her personality. It. I think she's a great person. I don't know. See, I can't even make that assumption because I don't know her. I'm about to put in the last segment. I think I am going to... I need a drum roll. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to marry Megan Fox. Okay. Courtney isn't the force girl that I like the most, so she's going to the gulag. <laughs> okay. You're going to fornicate with Blake Lively? Yes, and she's going to be alive. You can call me an idiot all you want. I am. And if any of these lovely ladies listen, they won't. I love all of you. This was really hard to make. I'm really not trying to be weird when I'm doing all this. No. It's a game that every drunk It's a fun game. guy plays with their buddies at the bar. That we're putting out to the public, and maybe we'll go viral, and... You're putting out to the public? I think it's already that been public like knowledge. That's talking like a whole game in itself. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I got it. Yeah, no. Not what I meant, but... Jesus Christ. But Just call me Jack. Uh-huh, yeah, here we go with that stupid joke again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurt. So, yeah, no, I, I... Blake Lively's beautiful. That's why I'm marrying Blake Lively. I need a picture of her. Yes. Megan Fox has weird thumbs. What? 
She does. They look like big toes. Is that I'm really what you dead serious? Get out Seriously, of them, look up, dude. You're gonna see me like, up. okay, I get it. Looks like a big toe on her hand. Why is it not typing? Oh, there it goes. That's a thing. You can actually do that if you lose your thumb. I think she might have. Does it have hair on them? Like uh, big toes, big hairy toes. I don't know. Where's a picture of Blake Lively? Wow, those are some really, really long thumbs. I'm just saying. Her those thumb, are longer than her index finger. Her thumbs are weird, but she's still hot, so I don't care. Blake Lively? I can't believe you're acting like... I have never saw her. Bruh. Bruh. What? Is she like an actress? Or? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> she's got Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is pretty cool. He's pretty handsome. He's hot. He's pretty yeah. handsome. And he's funny as shit. Love Deadpool. Oh, God. Dead Blake Lively. Dead Blake Lively? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 We're no. We're not no, doing no. any more dead people. <laughs> do not send us dead people. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Eric, don't ever do that again. That was rough. Because now AJ, poor AJ. Now Thank you so up. much for tuning in to Boards. I said it wrong because you're throwing me off with this shit. What did I do? You're trying to backtrack, and I don't want to hear about it anymore. Thank you for tuning in to Bullets, Boards, and Burnouts. This has been episode number three. Send us any suggestions you want for the show. We will we will throw them in there because we, we need all we can handle here. We're kind uh, of in a holding pattern with uh, not a lot going on in the racing world until the first of the year. And, uh, not a lot not going a lot. on with the NHL. Yeah. Right. But we do have the fuel <clears throat> yes. coming at us. But next week we're going to have a little bit of a Christmas episode. I don't know what that means because I haven't really got too deep into it, but... Stay tuned. I promise you it's going to be a good one. I think we're going to rank some things in the Christmas culture. Hopefully nobody's a Grinch. That's all I have to say. But thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Kurt. That's Jack. That's AJ. We'll be back next week with your Christmas extreme... Freebird! Kansas.